Today on CityCast Chicago, a new Texas law banning abortions after six weeks as many advocates worried about the future of Roe v. Wade, even in states like Illinois, where access is more available than other states. We wanted to make sure that reproductive rights was enshrined in our state law here in Illinois should Roe v. Wade be overturned. We talk about the evolution of Illinois laws around abortion. It's Tuesday, September 14th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Illinois has become a state where women from, say, Indiana or Missouri travel to get an abortion. But that doesn't mean abortion rights advocates aren't worried about what the Texas law could say about threats to Roe v. Wade. Bridget Leahy, who heads up public policy at Planned Parenthood, Illinois, talked to CityCast Chicago lead producer Carrie Shepard about these fights and what's ahead. Bridget, the Texas law went into effect on September 1st. What have you heard from abortion providers in Texas and colleagues about what they're dealing with there? First, I want to assure people that even though the Texas law went into effect here in the state of Illinois, abortion is legal. I was on a call uh, the Friday after the law went into effect, and we had uh, folks from Planned Parenthood in Texas tell us that they had done nothing for the last 48 hours but counsel patients and try to help them get appointments and travel to other states. And some of the stories were uh, an Afghan refugee um, who was already a mother of many children, needed a translator. She doesn't speak English. And after two hours of counseling, she decided her personal situation, her existing children and the responsibilities with them, as well as her inability to speak English, was going to mean that she would have to carry this pregnancy. Because traveling wouldn't be an option for her, essentially. Yes, it just was not an option. Uh, So there are patients leaving the state of Texas. In fact, just two days after the law went into effect, Planned Parenthood of Illinois saw our first patients from Texas. And we expect to continue to see patients from Texas. This is not just going to be limited to Texas. It's going to start happening in other states. We've been hearing more about these so-called trigger laws. Tell us about what these are and when these were first enacted. They say, if Roe v. Wade were overturned, then this law will go into effect. And what the law is may vary state to state. In Illinois, we used to have a law that said, if Roe v. Wade is ever overturned, then we go back to the old law prior to Roe v. Wade, which was a ban on abortion. Complete ban, completely illegal. Yes, some states um, have passed new laws. Usually these went into effect starting in the early 1970s after the Supreme Court made the decision in Roe v. Wade. So trigger laws get on the books in 1975 in Illinois. Fast forward to 2016, you and others are fighting to repeal a ban in the state that said anyone on Medicaid or state employees who have insurance through the state cannot have abortions covered under that insurance. What happened with that legislation? So what happened was we introduced the bill in 2016. It didn't move. And then 
as you remember, in November of 2016, Donald Trump won the election. We were in the fall veto session. We had hoped to get some action on this legislation lifting the coverage bans. And our sponsor, then State Representative Sarah Feigenholz, she's now a state senator, she had a conversation with myself and the folks at the ACLU about uh, our concerns regarding the future of Roe v. Wade, given that Donald Trump had been very clear during the election that he wanted to appoint justices to the Supreme Court who were anti-abortion. So she suggested that we add to the coverage ban a repeal of the trigger provision in our state abortion law. And so we introduced in 2017 House Bill 40, which did that just that. Had there not been legislation introduced to ban the trigger law before that time? Had they had they come forward and failed or had they just never it just didn't come up? It actually didn't come up. And that's mm-hmm. because in Illinois, we really did not have a concern about Roe v. Wade until Donald Trump got elected. We, you know, there were various challenges, but Roe had stayed intact, but everything shifted when Donald Trump got elected. And we knew that there were justices on the court. It was a 5-4 split. And there were justices on the court that were older. And we were at risk of having one or more uh, justices leave the court and Donald Trump able to you know, appoint those anti-abortion justices. Right. So don't fight for legislation if it's not a pressing concern. You all had other legislation you needed to focus on, basically. Right. But then in 2018, as you sort of alluded to here, there's a big shift on the court. Justice Kennedy, often considered a swing vote, he announces retirement. What were you working on legislatively at the time, and how did this news shift your plans? So after we passed the House Bill 40 that, you know, repealed the trigger, repealed the the coverage bans, we became very concerned that should there be other lawsuits that chip away at Roe or Roe is overturned, that the provisions in our state law that had never been enforced could suddenly become enforced. And they were things like a husband being able to go in and get an injunction to prevent his wife from having an abortion, you know, certain clinic regulations that would basically require all abortions to be provided in hospitals or surgery centers, which really isn't medically necessary. There were all kinds of things we decided and and nationwide Planned Parenthood was having discussions and we were actually meeting about this the day that Justice Kennedy announced. You were actually at a conference in Chicago, correct? Right, right. With other with other Planned Parenthood affiliates. And we were talking about in what states could we pass proactive legislation and for Illinois, our, we started looking at, we need to repeal all of this bad stuff in the, in the statutes that have never been enforced. And that led us in 2019 to introduce the Reproductive Health Act. Your decisions about health care related to using or refusing to use birth control, getting pregnant, continuing a pregnancy, childbirth having an abortion, 
or choosing adoption, all of those decisions are considered fundamental rights under Illinois law. And the reason that that is so important is that we wanted to make sure that reproductive rights were fundamental rights was enshrined in our state law here in Illinois should Roe v. Wade be overturned. The Texas law, what does that change in terms of looking ahead for reproductive rights uh, legislation? Well, the Texas law is particularly insidious because the enforcement is with average citizens. So it's really a sue thy neighbor vigilante type law. So let's say... Mary needs an abortion in Texas and she turns to her mother because she needs her mom to loan her some money. So mom then mows her 200 bucks. And then she turns to her friend Bridget who drives her to the clinic. Um, But she also mentions it to her friend, Carrie, who Carrie then mentions it to her mom who is anti-abortion. Carrie's mom then can go to court and sue the doctor Uh, Bridget, who drove her, and Mary's mom, uh, and get $10,000 for each lawsuit. But it makes it much harder to challenge the law when literally millions of people are the ones that would be the enforcement. Because usually you sue the person who's going to enforce the law. You can't sue millions of people. So it's it's much more complicated. Uh, Lastly, I just wanted to say that when it comes down to it, The people who have resources are going to be the ones that will have access. But we have to remember that the most vulnerable, the people who are already marginalized and who do not have adequate access to health care, those are going to be the people who are most harmed. And so those are the people who are going to have care cut off. And, And it's going to be whether or not you have enough money, whether or not you have a support network, and what zip code you live in. And I don't believe that healthcare should be that way. Our rights should be our rights, and it shouldn't matter your zip code or how much money you have in the bank. Bridget Leahy is Senior Director of Public Policy at Planned Parenthood Illinois. Bridget, thanks for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Thank you. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. COVID cases and hospitalizations are unfortunately up amongst children. Folks under 20 years old now have the highest rate of new infections in the state. And Chicago Public Schools says about 20% of schools have reported at least one case already. The state Senate has finally approved a new clean energy bill and it heads to the governor's desk where he's expected to sign it. We covered the details in yesterday's newsletter, so you can read it and sign up at chicago.citycast.fm. And some good news to get you through. Week one in the NFL is officially over. And while the Bears stumbled out the gate, luckily everybody else in the NFC North did as well. So we are tied at first and last with everyone in the division at 0-1. Sunday is the home opener. And we're going to talk more later this week about what else is coming up in the Bears season. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. When he goes into the suit shop, Keanu sent me here. And he's like, you know, Keanu. And then he's like, let me get the tag, sir. He's like, get it off of me now. Get it off of me. Yeah, Randall Park is amazing. Anytime he pops up in Marvel, loved it.